This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I am Matt Jones. Joining me, Jonathan Zaslow, who is in Miami, ready to do his thing. He's been on like 14 straight days here on ESPN (laughs) and excited to have you today. And you know what? We share a love of wrestling, and we share a love of all things grappling, so it is nice to finally get to work with you after following you from afar for a long time. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here with you again today, Matt. I, I, I feel like I feel like people, uh, you know, behind the scenes over there, they must like me a little bit. Four straight days here, making my debut on ESPN Radio over the weekend. So I'm glad to be hanging out with you today. I think, first of all, I'm sure they do. But secondly, the key the key to success at ESPN be available. And if you answer your phone, then you're ready to go. And yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah. you and I do. Look, it's yeah. the summer. My view, I always say I'm the king of July and August. Starting in September, I disappear a little bit more on these airwaves. But I'm glad to be with you here today. And we yeah. actually have some news. The Colts have granted Jonathan Taylor the okay to seek a trade. You remember Taylor, of course, led the NFL in rushing in 2021. And Shane Steichen, the Colts head coach, was asked about Jonathan Taylor today. Reaction on the latest Jonathan Taylor uh, reports? Yeah, again, uh, that's, those are the reports right now, and uh, we're working through those things. Are you hoping to see a resolution uh, at some point? In your- like I said, I mean, with any of those, I'll, I'll refrain all those questions to Chris Ballard. <laughs> so very, very uh, open and honest ref- answers from Shane, who basically says no comment. I do think the no comment, though, does say something, right, that, you know, it's uh, – they may or may not expect him to actually play. Now, the Colts are asking for a first-round draft pick or multiple draft picks that would be the equivalent of a first-round pick, according to ESPN Stephen Holder. What do you make of all this? Well, of course they're asking for a first-round pick. You're not going to say, you know what, uh, let's start with a third. No, it, when you're negotiating and you've negotiated contracts or whatever, Matt, when you negotiate, you got to aim high – and then you're going to have to come down a little bit, and you'll meet somewhere closer to what the other side wants. So, yeah, they're starting at the very top, and they're probably hoping, all right, maybe we can get a couple twos out of it, you know? But I I look at it, and this is not your normal running back. It's not a guy like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, who's you know, through his prime, or even Dalvin Cook, who is still a very good player, but 28 years old. This is an all-pro running back who's only 24 years old, who career averages over five yards a carry, and obviously is not making very much money. I think it's 5.1 against the cap this year, the last year of that rookie contract. So this, Matt, is a rather unique situation compared to when other running backs, other running backs with a resume have become available. I agree with all of that. At the same time, though, I think some of those some of those traits are also work against him, which is this is a guy who immediately when you get him, yeah, you can give up whatever, but you're immediately going to have to make a decision that the Colts didn't want to, which is to pay, right? Like he's, you're not going to trade a first-round pick with the idea that he's just going to be a rental for the year, right? You're going to take him hoping he's with you for quite a period of time, and if he is, he's going to cost you a lot of money. So almost to take him, Jonathan, I feel like you're having to do exactly the thing that the Colts don't want to do, right? 
Yeah, and, and it's not just that you're you're trading. So you got to tr- you got to give up the assets, and you got to pay him. Usually, it's just one or the other. You know, that's Maybe what I'm saying. I mean, it's not yeah. a little thing. You're you're yeah. completely. You're not. You're having to buy in to something that it has been very clear they don't want to buy into, which is the idea that running backs are worth money. I mean, obviously, you know, Canty says there, well, you want him because he's good and and the McCaffrey, but McCaffrey was old. They knew what they were getting with him. You're basically going to have to sign up to either immediately having a headache or a five, four to five year deal with the running back, which we all know, Jonathan, is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's the agent out there searching for not just a team that's willing to give up the asset, but a team that's willing to give the extension right away. Because otherwise, you still have this disgruntled Jonathan Taylor. Now, a a major part, it seems, to him being upset is, remember, you had the, the Zoom meeting with the running backs, and they're all trying to figure out what should we do, how do we get paid, and then Jim Irsay came out, called the whole scenario very inappropriate for everyone to be meeting, and then it was like, Jonathan, oh, I'll tell you what's inappropriate, how about I don't play for you anymore? So the, the owner created an issue there in Indianapolis, it would seem, but you can't trade for Jonathan Taylor and not guarantee him the extension immediately because he's going to be just as unhappy, it seems, playing for you as he is right now in Indianapolis. So it's it's a lot that's going on there with him. I also think the Christian McCaffrey thing is a little bit of revisionist history. I want to read you the teams right. that the 49ers beat after they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Right. They beat the Cardinals, the Saints, the Bucks. The Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, the Saints, the Seahawks. And then oh, they the murder Cowboys. So, yeah, everybody says, well, that was really impressive. They got McCaffrey and got hot. Well, they didn't beat anybody. Now, granted, and during that period of time, they lost to the uh, they lost to the Chargers, and then they, of course, lost to the Eagles. So you could argue, you know what? They lost to the two teams they played that actually made the playoffs. So on some level, I don't particularly see why I I maintain the same thing which is running backs I can get 80 percent of Jonathan Taylor for a dollar 50 I mean I can that's not I'm, I'm sorry for Jonathan Taylor I'm sorry for running backs that that's the truth but I can I can get 80 to 90 percent of him for you know a third a fourth of the money so I'm always going to do that so who are the teams that want to pay for him I, I don't well, know who they may, – maybe there is somebody. I mean, some people say your Dolphins is one, are one of those teams. It has to be, like, the perfect storm, right? It has to be the perfect scenario. And, yeah, you mentioned the Dolphins. I'm here in Miami, of course. Dolphins right now apparently are the odds-on favorite. They're, they're getting two-to-one odds. Odds-on favorite to trade for Jonathan Taylor. I don't see it at all. Because here's the thing with the Dolphins. Number one, the Dolphins were interested. They were in on Dalvin Cook, but they were in on Dalvin Cook at the right price. See, this Dolphins front office has been very fiscally responsible when it comes to their transactions. They'll give out money. They'll shell out money for a pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, for Jalen Ramsey, a cover corner, even Tyreek Hill. But the running back situation, they've been very responsible. And here's the thing with Jonathan Taylor. The Dolphins, who, like I said, Betting favorite, two to one to land him. I don't see them trading for Jonathan Taylor because not that Jonathan Taylor isn't great. It's not a position of need. 
you know, the Dolphins have a running back. They just spent, like you said, they just spent a second-round pick on Devonna Shane, who has looked great so far in the preseason. But you don't have to pay that second-round pick. So it's got to be one or the other. Either you give up the asset or you give up the money. And another high-profile, high-priced running back, especially when the Dolphins, you got Christian Wilkins out there who's doing the old holding-in situation, that position's a lot more important to a team like the Dolphins, their defensive tackle, than bringing in and paying a ton of money to Jonathan Taylor. So, Matt, I don't see the Dolphins as a fit, even though they are the odds-on favor right now, apparently. Well, the teams that are ava- the teams that even have the cap money to do it include the Bengals, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Bears, and the Eagles. It's just hard for me to see any of those teams wanting to commit. You look at it and you go, okay. The Bengals are going to need things besides Joe Burrow. They're going to want to pay Jamar Chase. I'm not doing that. The Bears are going to need to pay Justin Fields. I'm not doing that. The Cowboys have Micah Parsons they're going to have to pay. I'm not doing that. So now I'm down to, like, the Lions and the Eagles, and the Eagles have the same issue with Jalen Hurts and what that's going to mean to the salary cap. So I just think Jonathan Taylor is going to find on the trade market exactly what he found in Indianapolis, which is what I find every time I go to Indianapolis – Sadness. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Cameron Cheeseman to snap. This one's good. Wade gets it down. Kick is on its way. It is up. And it is good. Washington takes the lead with nine seconds to go. I always know when I'm not having an exciting evening or when I can't sleep. When you're dialed into preseason? If I'm watching NFL preseason football. If if, if, If it has not been the night I hoped it would be, Preseason football is on. So I found myself last night watching Uh the end of the Ravens-Commanders game, seeing if the Ravens' 24-game preseason win streak would end. There was a lot on the line. A lot on the line last night, Matt. That was a meaningful finish to a preseason game. Well, for you. For me, it was just a—it was proof that my life took a bad – that I was tired yesterday. But the Commanders ended up making a drive, under two minutes left, hitting a field goal. They won, and they broke the streak. The celebration was out of control. You would have it was it made the few years back when the Suns won the summer league, it made their celebration seem tame. Were you good with that? Do you like the do you like that celebration for winning uh against your sort of cross town rival in a preseason game? I have no issue with them being as happy as they were. I'm I'm never going to chastise players, professional players, for I know it's preseason, for being excited about winning, for showing that they care even a little bit. Matt, there's too much in professional sports these days of players not caring. So do I think that, hey, take it easy a little bit, it's a preseason game? Yes, I understand that perspective. But when I feel players don't care enough these days, I'm never going to chastise guys for caring too much. I like Fans watch. They like seeing that the guys care maybe as much as they do. So I'm into it. I'm never going to chastise players for caring. And you also got to remember, these dudes for the last few days, we've been hearing over and over about the Ravens and 24 straight wins. 
They liked the idea of going out there and being the ones to snap it. Uh, I'm, I'm totally cool with them celebrating. I like it. Well, I'm cool with it. You're very passionate about being cool with it. I'm also, however, going to mock it because – Go on. The, 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 mainly I'm going to mock it because you're at a point – in a franchise where this was all you've had to celebrate in a long time. I sort of felt like it was more of a celebration that they finally gotten rid of Daniel Snyder and yeah, they, they get a, a little season. Bit, they get very excited. It reminds I mean this is a once proud franchise. It reminds me of Indiana basketball and the way they still celebrate the Christian Watford regular season shot against Kentucky 13 years ago <laughs> and I'm like, "You know what? You're Indiana basketball. You should be happier with things that are not regular season wins." This is a pre season game but it also shows what the commanders have to do to be relevant again I'm not mad about it I think it's nice that they celebrated unfortunately for most of the people that were celebrating they won't be on the team in a week which is always really strange but I did think it was bad that it ended one of my favorite streaks in sports, which is the 24-game preseason It's so streak. meaningless. What does it even mean? What well, that's mean? why I like it. That's First of all, too much in sports has to have meaning. I like something that's stupid, and I, use, and I like the fact that winning <laughs> preseason games, 24 of them, uh, was important for so long. And it did look to me like the Ravens were genuinely upset to have Harbaugh lost the game. Harbaugh was definitely upset. I think Harbaugh so I like was mad. I like, I like seeing the uh, I like seeing that I just hate preseason is already boring I already hate it I already you know watching them try to shake hands with that guy was awkward and weird but oh, I the did new owner like in the, the in the booth you're talking about the new owner yeah, yeah I did I did however enjoy the preseason win streak that's now ended I'll bet like you got to figure Ravens fans see once you get to like maybe a dozen in a row a couple years ago the Raven fan is probably infested in these preseason games. Like, I'll miss a Dolphin preseason game. It's not that big of a deal. I'll bet Ravens fans are, are hanging on to every one of these games, especially, the, like, Ravens fan was probably upset at the end of that game last night, right? I would think so. I mean, like, the only equivalent I would have, I'm a big college basketball guy. Kentucky had a streak once where they had made a three-point basket in every game since 1991. I like right? that. That's a cool streak. That's a cool streak. And then, if, like, four years ago in the NCAA tournament, they played uh, against, I think, Davidson, and they didn't make a three. They won the game, but they didn't make a three. And there were a lot of fans that were genuinely upset. Like, this is a streak we've had since 1991, and I hate that it ended. And it actually – we had – Kentucky had won an NCAA tournament game, and there were fans calling into my postgame show upset that the three-point streak ended. I'm sure there are Ravens fans that sort of had it as a point of pride. They had won 24 straight games. It's funny. I, 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 I've I been at games with similar streaks like that. I was like 14 years old at a Miami Heat game, and they had a three-point streak going as well. They're getting blown out at home. But in the final minute, as they have not hit a three-pointer yet, which is crazy to think about the way the NBA is today, we were chanting in the crowd, shoot a three, shoot a three. So they were getting smoked, but we wanted them to extend the three-point streak. Streaks like that are fun. And the 24 straight games of the Ravens, I'll bet the Raven fan was into it last night and upset after the game. Do you believe in Sam Howell? He uh, has had a pretty good preseason. He's going to have the job. Uh, he, he helped Washington take the lead at halftime, played the whole first half. Are you all in on the Sam Howell era? Well, he looked good, but I'm certainly not all in 
on Sam Howell. Let me see it for a little bit. But I think that that's part of probably the excitement with the commanders and maybe the fans yesterday where they find, they named the starting quarterback and he went out there and he played really well yesterday. All right. You know, had, had a couple touchdown drives, including a two minute drive right before the end of the half. I, I think that's, Hey, if you're a commander fan, you like what you saw so far, but I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, commanders sneaky playoff team. I don't trust the head coach, Matt. I'm trying to figure out how long it will be before I remember that the name of the Washington team is the Commanders. Like I still I still have the same thing with Cleveland baseball. Like people yeah. will say, "Hey, I I have season tickets for the Reds." And they'll be like, "Yeah, Guardians." And I have to sit and think, "Guardians. Where, is where an expansion? Where, where where are they from?" And I'm the same way with the Commanders. I still don't totally have in my head that that's a team, but can in a weak NFC, do you think that team can sneak uh, into the no. playoffs? No, no. And matter of fact, I, I part of it is because the NFC East, I think, is very, very strong. So yeah, for a are. team like Washington, very difficult six games they got to play in the division. So no, I don't think Washington is even close to consideration. I think they're easily last place in the NFC East. No, I do not think this is remotely a playoff team. You? Well, I, no. But I also think that there's going to be, if you look at how bad the NFC is, there's going to be a team from way off the radar that's going to make the playoffs. It's going to end up being, there's going to be a team that's either the Cardinals, you know, the the Washington, one of the teams from the South, you know, maybe it's the Bucks or whatever. One of those teams is going to sneak in. It's because well, just somebody, yeah. somebody has to sneak in, Falcons or, you know, Panthers, somebody from that group. Because there just aren't enough. Once you get past the Eagles and the 49ers and the Cowboys, find me a team that you're certain will make the playoffs. I'm not sure that you can, to be honest. Oh, totally, because I, I look at a couple of the divisions, namely the, the NFC North and the NFC South, and got a hard time picking who – like, somebody's got to win the division. Somebody's got to win, and it might as well be you. It sounds like the lottery uh, advertisements. Which quarterback will have a higher expectation this season in that NFC North? Is it my Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, or America's favorite, Jordan Love? We will get into that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts have given all pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him, and I don't think that they would trade him just to trade him. I was trying to piece together teams that have cap space and a lot of picks, and I don't know why the Bears came up in my mind. I think the irony here is so spectacular that the Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. It is Canty Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones, Jonathan Zaslow, joined on the phone by a person who knows a ton about all of these topics. Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN's NFL analyst. Tim, I'll start with Jonathan Taylor. I'll just ask you a simple question. Let's say you were GM, Tim Hasselbeck, and I offered you Jonathan Taylor, and you had to give me a first-round pick to get him. Would you do it, knowing you also need to re-sign him to make it worthwhile? No, I wouldn't. And so that's why I think this is kind of a bit of a um, – I don't think it's real by the Colts. Look, the Colts have him under contract this year, and then they can tag him next year. Like, they have him under contract for, you know, call it two years, $15 million. Like, why would you – like, if you're the Colts, why would you give him a long-term deal when you don't have to? And then if you were another team, like, we've seen what the running back market is. Look, Saquon Barkley was in a situation where, like, if someone wanted to give something up to, to go get him, they could have. And so I, I just – I think this is just the Colts' way of saying, we get this, – this is what you're asking for. Go find it somewhere else, and then we'll talk about trade compensation. So it sounds like maybe the Colts aren't even interested in trading him. They want, maybe they just want Jonathan Taylor to go see for yourself what you want from us. No one else is out there willing to give you. So you just come back and play football for us. Yeah. And listen, in some ways, I mean, look what happened with Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler wanted out. He was like, all right, go see what's out there. He's like, all right, well, there's all these good running backs and, People aren't paying those guys. Like, okay, maybe I'll come back. Look, in some ways, it's also like, look, the Ravens clearly wanted Lamar Jackson. He was asking for this, you know, whatever he was asking for. I guess there's difference of opinions on terms of what he was asking for. They placed a tag on him that people thought, well, well that would be insulting. But it allowed him to say, like, all right, go find what else is out there. And then when there wasn't, because of what the compensation would have to be on top of what you would have to pay the guy, it's like, all right, I guess maybe I need to work something out here. That's what it feels like to me with this Jonathan Taylor situation. 
It's so fascinating that now they ask the uh, players to be the GMs, at least in the initial part, because that's that's the way the system works now. Let me switch gears. I'm going to assume, Tim, that the best quarterback in the NFC North this year will still be Kirk Cousins. But let's just say that's the case. Who will be the Mm -hmm. second best one? Jared Goff, Jordan Love, or Justin Fields at the end of the year? Wow. I'm going to say Goff. I'm going to say that because he's a 28-year-old, I believe, still ascending player who got a little grit to him now in terms of what he's been through, and he's got really, really good players around him. And so, you know, I, I think Fields is going to have a good. Um, I think Fields is going to have a really good year. Um, I think Fields is a really good player. I think Fields could be an MVP one day. But I don't know that the supporting cast, meaning guys in front, you know, the the perimeter talent, all of that stuff, are necessary, you know, necessarily enough for him to kind of have like this breakout year, the way people are saying he's going to have a breakout year like Jalen Hurts. So I will say Jared Goff. We got Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and Jonathan Saslow here filling in for the guys. I'm going to ask you about a couple other quarterbacks who just won jobs. So Sam Howell won the job with the Commanders. He went out. He performed pretty well. I want you to. I want to hear what you think about him last night. And also, Todd Bowles has named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. Give me some thoughts on him as well, there, Tim. All right, so I'll start with uh, Sam Howell, and for a little bit of perspective, I had probably, I don't know, somewhere between six and eight of Sam Howell's games in college. Had his second career start um, and had, you know, some of his games his last year in college. I think that he can be a starter in the NFL. He has got immense talent. Uh, He has a ridiculously strong arm. He is very accurate, and I think he moves around better than people probably would give him credit for moving around. Uh, and and so I think he can be an NFL starter. And so seeing how he played last night or really how things have gone this preseason, uh, just in general in terms of uh, like how it's all gone, I'm not surprised. Um, so that's, you know, where that, that's how I feel about how. Now, in, in some ways, to be honest with you, I actually feel like he's a better version of Baker Mayfield. Mayfield, I, I'm not surprised that he was named the starter. Um you know, he is, you know, in a situation where there's this massive leadership void because Brady's gone. I think he's kind of got the perfect personality to fill that leadership void with just his approach, his personality, all of it. You know, you hear Todd Bowles talk about his experience, um, how comfortable he is with the system being better than, than Kyle Trask. And I think that it's just a better scenario to go from Baker. And if it doesn't work, then you can go to Trask. And it's better that way than trying to do the reverse of that. So wasn't surprised by the move, wasn't surprised he won the job. And, um, look, I, I think that, you know, while it's not a great uh, division, you know, and, and anything is possible, you know, Tampa feels like they're in full rebuild mode. Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN NFL analyst. Great stuff as always. We appreciate your time and uh, get ready. Only two and a half weeks away from starting the whole thing. That's right. Thanks for having me on. See you guys. All right. Now, in addition to football, there are other things coming out here very soon, one of which is a new sports documentary that involves – Oh, you're so excited. You're so excited. That involves 
one of the people you hear on ESPN Radio. Who is it? We will let you know <laughs> and give our initial take on it. That's next here on Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Al is one of the best wrestling minds. But you know what? Al's not the best with money. This is the summer to take it to the next level. We need to create a summer tour. A lot of times I get told something to do from people that have no clue how it works. Only the best wrestling theme song of all time. Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. They are sexy boys, but they are not here today. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones and Jonathan Zaslow here. The uh, intro you heard there is from a new documentary coming out September 13th on Netflix. They announced yesterday called Wrestlers. It is by the director of Last Chance You and Cheer. And not to be... You know, a uh, promo person, but yeah, I'm, actually on, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually in it. Come on, I'm actually in it. It was, it was a the followed OVW, which is the wrestling company I own here in Kentucky, for three and a half months. The last chance you folks followed us around, and the show comes out September 13th, and it is clear. If it wasn't clear by that clip, Jonathan, I'm going to be cast as the heel, the evil corporate villain, and I'm having to get myself used to that in the world uh, that's going to come here in a few weeks. You're like the evil promoter. That's that's what they're going to tab you as. You're going to be the evil promoter. That's so cool. I had a friend of mine, actually, who texted me the trailer for it a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the promotion that Matt owns uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling and 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 your your guy Al Snow there is the trainer former WWE superstar I'm obviously into it I'm a huge pro wrestling fan this is very cool so when were they filming you? They followed you around for three and a half months. When yes, did they followed place? us around from mid-May last year until the end of August, and uh, it is coming out now. Like I mean, it it looks amazing. Like the like the the guy the director that does. It. I mean, many of, most of you listening have probably seen Last Chance You or Cheer. Right. This is his third show, and. You know, we OVW is sort of a small wrestling company, and it's basically kind of like Last Chance You, but wrestling. How does this small wrestling company try to survive? And I would say Al Snow is cast as like the good guy who loves wrestling. He's old school. He's trying to run the who wrestling. Everyone here, looks up to probably. Who everyone right? looks, yeah, all the wrestlers look up to. And then I'm the guy going, hey, no, we can't spend a thousand dollars on tables to break in one night. We don't have that kind of money, and I think that's probably what you will see a lot of because that's actually what happens in real life. Now, were there ever instances where the cameras are following you and you didn't like it? You're like, "Hey, I I need I need five minutes here with my guy. Can, can you get the cameras out?" So I think the thing about it, so when we when they when we decided to do this, I gave them complete. Like, they could go anywhere, you know, except, like, the restrooms, right? I was like, you can go wherever. And I sort of promised we will open 
our lives to you, and I couldn't ask the wrestlers to do that if I didn't do it. So they followed me around everywhere. And what's funny is it sounds weird to say, but after a while you forget they're there. So I'll give you an example. I did an ESPN radio show one day with them in my house, and they followed me the entire time. And I sort of forgot they were there after a while. And at one point, for people who don't know, we're on a Zoom right now. So I can see Jonathan. He's in Miami. I'm in Kentucky. All of a sudden, one of the camera people got behind me to film the Zoom. And I was doing it with Myron Metcalf. And he thought someone was attacking me. And he said, (laughs) Matt, turn around. (laughs) And it was actually the camera guy that was behind me because I had forgotten to say that he was there. So oddly, you actually get used to it, which I never would have thought's the case. But you really do, Jonathan. And I know that seems weird. That that is that is so funny. Like, do we do you guys have audio of that? Of my I don't know. I don't. Out? I think it was actually during a uh, a commercial. I think oh, it was during okay. a commercial. But he came behind me, and and it and I you know I knew what That's it was. Amazing. But but think about it. If somebody just creeped behind you right there on on the Zoom, I, I would, would want you to let me know somebody's creeping exactly. over my shoulder. Now, have you? So it's it's seven episodes. They're an hour each on Netflix. It's called Wrestlers. OVW Wrestling, have you watched the episode? They won't let me see it. So because I am in it and because they will not let any of us that are in it see it. So we would you want to no, see it if they did let you? Yes, I would like to see it because it's going you know, it's nerve wracking. Listen, especially uh, I'll give you a, a quick example. I we were gonna have a premiere here in Kentucky. We were gonna rent out a theater and have a premiere. And the uh, the people from Netflix were like Matt, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, well, of course I want to do it. I want to, like, play it up and make it a big thing. And they said, well, you know, in the first episode, you may not end up looking great. They were like, do you really want to invite all your friends? And then they leave after the first episode, and you look like a complete heel. So we ended up deciding not to do that. But it is nerve-wracking. Like, you know, I don't remember what happened a year ago, and you right. got to sit there and watch it on the screen. So it's nerve-wracking. Now, but so- it's are you going to bang excited. them all out in a row, like seven hours? I got to see it when it so comes out. So it comes out? out at like three in the morning. So I don't think, and I have a radio show at 10 in the morning. So I'm not going to yeah, be able to watch them all, I don't think. But I'm certainly going to watch them all in a day. I mean, you have to. And, you know, that this, this is a two-year project that's been happening. I'm excited for the wrestlers. I'm excited for the company that the whole world is going to get to see, you know, Netflix worldwide. So it is, uh, Jonathan, it is, it is very nerve wracking, but it's also going to be a cool experience. That is really cool. So when does it come out? Comes out September 13th. Uh, if you, if you listen to the shows I'm on here, I'll probably be talking about a lot, but I will tell you this. Here's what, what you can't be prepared for until it happens when the world just falls in your lap, right? So yesterday, you know, that, that thing came out and in the wrestling and you know, you're a wrestling person in the dork wrestling world, there were all these people like, who's this, who's this owner who seems like such, and all of a sudden all these people had opinions and I was only on screen for 12 seconds. So I can't even imagine what it's going to be like when the actual thing comes out. Oh man, they're going to cut like it's such a it's such a weird community, the internet wrestling community. And now you're going to be like out there front and center because people are going to watch this show, Netflix, man. And of course, you know, pro wrestling fans is, is an insatiable appetite. So, people are going to watch this, man. Really There cool. were 2 million views of the uh, thing of the trailer in like 
yeah. you know, eight hours. And so that's hard to only Netflix is like the only thing that can do that. And it's going to be it's going to be crazy. So I look really forward cool. to you uh, letting me know because you're a big wrestling guy. What you think? But I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to tell you what I think, Matt. Not hold back. I can tell. I'm sure you will. Now we will also tell you what we think and not hold back about the NFL. We are just oh, two and a half weeks away. That we'll deal with that next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.